I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. Welcome to Reading Aloud, a podcast where Adam and I get curious about meaningful and not so meaningful topics. Meanwhile, giving you insight into what we talk about, why we talk about it, and how we talk about it. Be on the lookout for a new release of this podcast every other Thursday. Welcome, everybody. We just want to take a minute to give a big thank you for season one. Woo! Thank Woo! you. We initially started this, launching it on February 14th, 2019. We dedicated to do at least a year releasing every other week, and it has been a huge success. We have had thousands of downloads from around the world, and we are just so grateful for the outpouring of love and support. So glad that you're listening. Please keep passing this along. It has gone from being a passion project to something that we feel ultra, ultra, ultra passionate about. We started this podcast as just a way to share conversations out into the world. But what we didn't fully realize when we started this podcast was how many conversations subsequently would happen through our conversations. How many conversations would have had face-to-face, real-world, reading-aloud conversations that are happening about all of these topics where we're not experts, but we're sharing and we're conversing. And to me, that is just so special and powerful and potent in this time period that we're connecting with each other. So thank you for being a part of that conversation. And yes, as Marisol said, we are going to keep the conversation going. In 2020, we are going on tour! <laughs> so if you follow us on Facebook at Reading Aloud Podcast, you have already heard all about this. We are going on tour in 2020. We're going on a U.S. tour around the country. We're calling it the Keep the Conversation Going Tour, where we are going out and recording these episodes in front of you, in front of a live audience. And we really want to include you all. We want you all to give us ideas for what you want to hear about, and we want to hear what you have to say about it, too. And finally, throughout this tour, we want to hear from you. The way to get in touch with us is either on the Facebook page, start conversations there, include yourself in conversations that are already happening, tell us your ideas, your thoughts, your feedback, all of it. We want to hear your stories too. So that's Reading Aloud Podcast on Facebook. The other way that you can get in touch with us is readingaloudlove at gmail.com. Send us your stories, send us your emails. We'll be talking about those on the podcast and potentially including you in the podcast. All right, y'all. That's readingaloudlove at gmail.com. And we are so grateful to continue this journey with you. We're so excited. Enjoy these podcasts, uh, the last of season one. Yeah, we're so grateful for it. See you on the other side. So we're in the car, which is just a time when we end up having a lot of these conversations. So it's not the best sound quality in the world because we've got the sound of the car, but it's also one of our most potent conversational times. So we're going for it. And we didn't hear any complaints about grocery list. Other than it might not have been worst, our best podcast. That it was, other than it was the worst podcast anyone had ever heard in the history of reading aloud, at least. Um, so and, go listen to it. Yeah. I, let me just say, yeah. the next day or that next week when I was in yoga, the whole damn yoga class was talking about whether or not they make a grocery list or not and how often they go to the grocery store because of the podcast. So call it what you want. 
<laughs> there was a lot of conversation, which is the whole point of this podcast is to have meaningful conversations and to promote those within your circles, right? So, you know, we've been talking a little bit about the purpose of the podcast. I will just take this moment briefly to say that the concept of reading aloud is a return to the opportunity to commune over over material, over conversation. So you read something, you hear something, and you have a conversation. And what Adam and I are about to do is discuss um, some feedback that we got about our anger podcast, which was a podcast that we did at the end of 2019. And it's called Merry Christmas to trick you into listening because we don't actually want... Um, we do talk about Christmas right at the beginning. Well, for sure. Well, yeah, no, no, no. We do talk about Christmas, but we knew that we were going to be talking about anger. Yeah, and we it's just a kind lot. of segued right into anger. Exactly. Yeah. So we got some feedback about it. And, you know, this is feedback that came to me directly. And I and, and has been an ongoing conversation since we released that podcast with a, a colleague of mine and dear friend. And instead of listening to it on my own, I replayed the first one for Adam and then received another message from, from her and played that with Adam. And again, this concept of reading aloud is that we listen together and then it sparks conversation together. One thing that has happened since, especially since we did our fertility podcast series, um, which is a two-part series where we recorded week by week um, a, a month of our fertility journey. So in the, the variations on that experience of dealing with fertility or infertility, whatever the, whatever you want to call it. And is that separately, Adam and I got tons of messages, emails, DMs, IMs, SMs, GDMs. BDSMs? Probably not any of those. <laughs> we got a lot of messages from you all, text messages, etc., that were sharing about your love, your support, but also your own experiences in uh, the realm of fertility and infertility. So the, the, the Facebook page is totally where we want to start those conversations so that you all actually start interacting with each other. So we got some feedback on the Anger podcast. Do yeah. you feel ready to talk about it? Yeah, I mean, I guess what was just coming up for me, and you would probably be the better one to recap the feedback, but I'm just going to riff off of what came up. But what came up for me was this concept of, as the feedback was hinting at, around growth. Hold on, we just saw a dead armadillo. We are we closer to Texas. Yeah, we're finally out of the mountains. Is yes, that what you want? Yeah. I want out of the mountains, and I'm ready to go to Texas. Great. Okay. So, yeah, just this concept of growth and let's see, where did my mind go with that? You want me to do just a little recap? A second. Um, sure, you can do a recap. I might interrupt you, but just yeah. do a recap. Just the recap being this concept that anger is is useful. And, you know, the whole time Adam and I are talking, we never really get to resolve around the purpose of anger for each one of us. Adam is sitting there trying to explain something that never actually gets fully explained. And I continue to get irritated and kind of really iterate the experience that I have around anger, which is that I like it and I don't want to not have it. And one thing that I admit either subconsciously or consciously in the podcast is that anger is um, something that I appreciate the discharge of it and I get something out of it. If you, you want to interrupt me, but the, the feedback, the feedback was that there is potential in anger, 
really deep potential, that anger has a purpose. And that purpose is, for me, still unknown. And I, I don't think that you know either, or maybe you do. I think that for me, what kind of came up in that feedback was growth and how anger um, and that emotion of, and you know, maybe even anger isn't the right word for it. You know, anger to me, it just has this negative connotation, but it's really like, it's this fire. It's our internal fire, right? And how is fire used to elevate and grow us as people? And we, and when you, when you don't tap into that fire, you're not, there's not a pushing, you know, there's not a manifestation of this like exertion of energy that is helping you elevate your existence. And we, we push that away in people because we're afraid of that change. I'm a little bit and all also, over the place. Yeah, no, no, no. But also what was said is that when we quote unquote spray or puke our process is another way that I've heard it. So when you, yeah. when you fire off or discharge your anger in a way that is a combative, B at somebody else, C blame oriented, D hurtful, like leaves the other party or parties feeling tattered, then we did, it did not get used for its purpose. Right, right, right. So, but, so can we establish something? Anger has a purpose? No, no, we okay. have established that. Yeah. We, I spray, but you do not access, right? Like, are we, or do you, have you nailed this? Are you I doing that, it? Question. Let me ask the question. Yeah. Are you doing it right? Are you metal? No, I think it's a growth edge for me. I think, I think that we're on. What's interesting about our couple is that we're on different ends of that spectrum, where you more readily available access it, um, but then you have a, a propensity to spray, where I have a more difficult time accessing it and can kind of suppress it, suppress that fire in a way, and so I think that that's why it's such a really good conversation for us to have as a couple because we need to learn from each other to almost balance it out in a way. So when I think about the purpose of this podcast, one is that this is a topic that we need to continue to revisit. And so this yeah. is an example of how a couple will come back to a topic or how two people will come back to a topic and revisit it without resolve. Because I think that a lot of people have this experience of like, oh, if you have communication like Marisol and Adam, then you probably just like work through things in one, one, you know, one iteration. Right. Yet we return to this over and over because it doesn't make sense yet. And it doesn't actually resolve. The second point of this podcast is not to talk about what we talked about before, which was to explain how I approach it and how you approach it, but to actually figure out what are the, what is the tools, what are the tools or what is the key to creating what we're looking for, yeah. which is the moving it from potential into purpose. So over the, over the break, I was talking to my family about making change in the world. Right. And, um, one of the, one of the, and I'll get around this is a quick, quick aside, but like one of the, one of the concepts that you, that we often think about in change making is that a lot of times progress as we'll just put that in quotations and use that term very broadly, but progress is somewhat inevitable because of the, the way that things are moving, 
but you're working with change on timescales, right? Like we just heard a statistic that at the rate we're going, it's going to take something like 250 years to to fill in the... To close the the wage gap between genders. 238 years. 238 years, which is, some people would say, well, it's headed in the right direction, but then you're like, that's way too long. That's 238 years too long. So how do you... escalate that time scale, right? How do you um, make that time scale move quicker? And I guess to, to relate that in, one thing that makes that go quicker is anger. It is that passion and emotion. It is when people actually get upset about something that, that turns, and this is on a broad scale. And so inside of us, and this is something that I'm almost realizing for myself. I'm hearing that. Because inside of us, I have had a difficult time in my life of implementing change. I know where I want to go. I know what I want to do. But the but the step to do that is hard. It's easier with things that I know how to or that I have cultivated for a long I period put that, of time. I want to put that but on it the is shelf. Something, but it is something that, like, and so my difficulty in accessing anger or that emotion to drive change has slowed me down. But yet in a bigger spectrum... I very much know that as working as a change maker in this world, understanding that anger is needed. So how do you take required to create? So I think both of us can use our work and careers as guides for our personal life. So I'll start with you and then I, and then I want to speak to it too, because I think we're both going to have some ahas here. How would you translate? Because I've watched you get upset at the industries that are, that are doing damage to our environment, right? But maybe a little rougher than that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was jokes. Just please keep going. And so, you know, I've seen that happen. And so what is it that ultimately, how can you translate that into your personal life? So how could you allow that same fire to fuel your personal change or change in this relationship? Yeah, so this is this is where it's difficult for me because... I can more clearly see those bad actors or, or, or uh, polluters or whoever as villains in a way. And I have a block and it's harder for me to then turn and maybe see a negative aspect of my personality or myself as a quote unquote villain. So it's harder to get angry. Now it's, 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 that's why it takes like consequence for me because it's easier for me to get upset at the consequences that my actions have created rather than preemptively take a shot and get angry. I know, but there's something that happens when you get upset at yourself. And this is why I don't like it when you get upset with yourself for the mistakes you make is one, it happens all too often. And two, it's a shame producer, right? It's the antithesis of a chip because we cannot confidently make change under the premise of shame because shame is the belief that we are bad guilt is the is the experience of having done something bad and shame is the belief that we are bad and when we experience shame within ourselves what is the point of changing if we are feeling like we are broken so then how do if 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 i have no trouble accessing anger or, or sorry, a- accessing anger or passion. I almost want to call it passion. A, a side note, what is the difference between anger and passion? But like accessing that anger or passion 
towards kind of creating change in the world, aka like what I'm trying to do in my career, how do I access it towards creating change in myself towards myself? Like how do I access that passion or anger towards myself in order to create change? Like that is a foreign concept to me because I tried to just take a stab at it and you're right, it it did turn out to this analogy or example that is very shame-based. I don't disagree with that at all. So I don't know, I guess I'm asking you that. Like how do you access this emotion of passion, anger towards yourself in order to create change preemptively? So I think this is interesting that we're asking each other because I actually think that constitutionally speaking, we operate from different, like there's lots of, you know, personality tests or constitutional things that, that help you to understand how you orient. There's like, what do you mean by constitution? So like your Akashic record, like I operate from a place of, um, divine creativity and then divine healing second, right? So like everything that I do is motivated by beauty and creativity. And then secondly, uh, healing, right? Stuff that makes you, yeah, like your star, star matter or your like, you know, you're a two on the Enneagram and I'm a seven, eight wing on the Enneagram, right? Or an eight, seven depends on which test you ask, but it's looking more like seven. So anyways, you know, the, the, those components, right. Of our makeup, like how we're, what motivates us. And cause, cause as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about what an achiever I am, like how much I want to do and get done and how much that means to me and how that motivates me to do things and have impact. And, you know, I think you also have impact is a huge part of your life, but there's something else that you're driven by. It's, I bet you're like divine love and then maybe divine order. I don't know, like something like that. If we were to open your Akashic record, that's just one example. Yeah. That's what I mean. Constitutionally speaking. So you're saying, how do I motivate? And it's like, I can't, I am uncomfortable if I'm not growing and if I'm not doing well for myself and the world, like I'm not comfortable if I'm not doing something to better myself for the sake of my fellow humans and planet, I can't relax without it. Whoa, that was an amazing hawk, pigeon? Wasn't a pi- penguin, I mean? <laughs> Wait. Did you see it? The hawk, pigeon? Penguin. Penguin. Did you see it? I mean, it? where are we? We're, 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 we're leaving the mountains. Welcome to Narnia. That was quite the <laughs> leaving the mountains. Did you not see it? No, I, and I don't think I ever will see a hawk <laughs> penguin pigeon. It's probably an ostrich. It's moving on. Moving on. Um, Back to the Akashic Records. <laughs> uh, we, I want to wrap this up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, we have to get to some sort of resolution. No, okay. So Quickly, you have two minutes. Individual, to figure out your whole life. Individual responsibility, right? Individual responsibility. And I, I, you know, we've talked a lot about me so far, and that's that's fine. And, I, and just staying on that, like I think I have cultivated an aspect of my identity, my constitution, what makes me up, in the sense that. 
there's bigger forces at work. And what I mean by that is that both in a practical reality sense and both in a spiritual sense. And while that is really important, I think things that I have lost over time have been an ability to cultivate a, a stronger sense of individual responsibility for myself and create knowing how to change me because I am constantly thinking outside of myself. I am constantly seeing the bigger picture. I am constantly applying perspective and broader based perspective to a lot of things. Again, that's a really healthy trait to have and I'm, I, I'm pleased that I have it but it has created a lack of kind of individual sense of me. And I think I'm trying and struggling to find that um, within myself. So that's super interesting because I actually think that, and you know, I, I think one of the qualities that I've identified with is self-centered and that I have made things about me. And it feels like as much as I put myself out there in order to serve others, and I do have such a strong sense of faith, I, I do kind of come back to myself a lot and reference myself. And I think that that's fairly human by nature. But what I'm hearing you say is sort of at the other end of that extreme. And I think that you're self-centered too. I mean, I think that we all are, and I can see that in you also. But I think that I probably have focused too much on my individual, like the, and the preparations and the, the growth and the learning and all of that within myself before putting myself outward. And again, I have a strong sense of faith, so that's not what I'm lacking. Although, you know, anytime you worry, it's lacking in faith. And I worry enough, certainly more than you do, I think. And because part of what I get angry about is feeling wronged. You've wronged me. Is it like Somebody an... has wronged me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I want to I take a minute because we're running out of time. I want to take a minute to say that if I were to take my career and apply it inward, you know, I, I use principles of like unity in all of the work that I do. Meaning if somebody in like a collegiate situation or a group that I'm a part of acts in a way that is out of line or accusatory or blaming or whatever, or loses their shit, sprays their stuff, their anger, I respond with like dignity and grace. And I do such a great job of diffusing the situation and of creating harmony and bringing us back together. And in part that's self-serving because I don't really like conflict between, especially people I love or work with. I don't like that feeling. So it works that way. But, but like, I obviously have a tolerance for lacking unity in our relationship. Like when we come to discord. And I think that for me, of course, it's fear-based and it's a little bit testing the waters, like how much can we withstand, but the damage that's done or the way that you feel tattered in the process isn't effective. And I don't know what would like it. It's such an interesting thing to be in an intimate relationship because you almost utilize it as like the one outlet for, right? Like I can, you and I can both do our jobs really well and do what needs to be done. Now that's a hawk, beautiful. Do what really needs to be done. But we both in our personal lives, it's like you're with each other 24 hours a day and you need to just kind of at some point just go raw, like raw, not 
structured, not put together, not graceful, none of that, right? Like to see in the rawest forms. And it's also the most joy that I experienced anywhere in my life. But again, and I don't want to end this podcast without coming to some sort of resolution. I wonder, I wish I knew, I think to trust that there is something underneath the anger, that it, that it can be metabolized in a different way and to trust that there's something there that I've never even experienced before. You know, that I haven't like that potential for possibility that it's like, it's like, it's like when you grow up and you think I've never seen anything like this, or I've never eaten anything like this, or I've never done anything like this. And you do it and you're like, your world opens up. Like there's something that you had never experienced, a love that you had never experienced, a travel that you had never done, like a, a an awakening that you had never had before. And I am so ready for this awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. To sum this up for me, this anger, it's, it's, it's really coming up around this balance and this direction of it, right? Like where is, where is the balance of, of outside and inside? Where is the balance of the direction of the anger? And the more that we can relate anger towards growth, particularly in fact, on a personal level, that's what's kind of coming for me is, is, is it's more directed towards a, a personal level and creating personal change than the healthier we can use anger in our lives. And that, that really, I mean, this has got to be an ongoing conversation because I have so much more to discover with you around this. And I, I really appreciate the differences. I, I feel like what's coming up too is this is a conversation where I'm appreciating the differences in us. I'm appreciating our differences and the different types of approaches that we're using. Finally. Um, because, <laughs> because we're just, you know, we... Uh, on a lot of these things, we're, we're so on different ends of the spectrum and it, it's pretty neat in a relationship from a personality perspective, not a principles perspective. Yes. Yes. That's, that's very true. And, and, and it's unique and it's, and it's, maybe it's not unique in a relationship, but it's, it's, it's a healthy indicator of a relationship when you can begin to learn from each other and that you respect each other to a degree in which you can learn from each other and use that to grow and and anger in fact and personal growth are some of our key learning tools absolutely uh, in our relationship can i just say that i'm so glad you got me the carhartt beanie with alpapon oh great you had that choice and you made the right choice and great. this is the hat of my dreams right now. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for understanding me. Uh, thank you. And thank you for my gift. No, I knew you were going <laughs> to do that. Not necessary. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for tuning in and listening as we discuss what is meaningful and curious to us. And don't forget to rate, review, and share with your friends. Bye. bye.